back. We really need to pre-record some sound bits. So we don't have you guys beatboxing. At don't the need them. <laughs> don't need them. Welcome, everybody, to Chumps and Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. Episode 3-0 is being recorded right now. Episode 30. Congrats, boys. Woo! We made the big mm. times. Is that, uh, is that what the requirement is? Yeah. You do 30 of anything, you're an expert. Well, we talked about this back in, in March. We said, if we can get to 30, then it was a success. <laughs> so we're done after this. Uh, I'm Danny. Matt and Scott are here. Scott's back from a sabbatical. Did you have a good week off, bud? Yeah. What's up, Scroats? Yeah. That's a, that's a old Wonder Years reference that we were talking about before the show, mm-hmm. just in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. And we decided that Freaks and Geeks was like of a different, like a 10 years later of Wonder Years. And if anyone's seen those shows, let us know if we're way off pace. <laughs> Say Freaks and Geeks was way more than 10 years after Wonder Years. That's right? probably true. I'm probably getting my decades wrong because those are the 80s. Was Wonder Years the 80s or 70s? I would guess, yeah, at least 20 years, maybe 25, 30. Eh. Wonder Years was the 80s, yeah. Either way, everybody, pause the show. Go watch Freaks and Geeks. It's only, I think, one season. (laughs) Come back, finish off the show. But we're doing week three prep for you. Right now, we're currently at halftime of the Thursday night game between the Dolphins and the Jaguars, just for some clarity on where we are in the week. But... We're going to talk all the injuries that have We already covered a bunch of the major injuries in the last show, but now we're going to get into the ones that actually are going to affect your fantasy team maybe up to the moment on Sunday. There's a lot oh. of them. Oh, wow, Danny. Would you like to hear this? Uh, yeah, I would. First year of the Wonder Years was 1988. First year of really? Freaks. Really? The only year of Freaks and Geeks was 1999. About 10 years. Oh, baby. And oh, I guess you could say Wonder Years went until 93. So we're, I'm, we're and the start on. is less. Yeah. Wow. We're you spot are spot on with our uh, pop culture references. I, well, I was way off. So <laughs> we'll just cut that out of the show. It's all good. <laughs> Let's talk fantasy football. That's why we're here, right? Let's talk injuries, things that matter. Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller popped up on the injury list, guys. Josh Jacobs with his hip, Darren Waller with his knee. They both missed practice today, being Thursday. Uh, Concerned? I'm concerned because I traded for Josh Jacobs the day before he pops up on the injury report. So if that becomes a real thing, I am deeper in the hole in this league. I think that's got to be maintenance. They just held him out of practice today, and they had to list a reason other than tired. I think it was two days now, right? It, they played on Monday, so it could be a, a, just an extra maintenance. A lot mm-hmm. of them get Wednesday off. And there's, I know that Jacobs was looking a little bit on Monday for, for a second, but then he came back in. He had like 20-something carries. He seemed no worse for the wear. I'm actually not that concerned about either one of them. I think they're both going to play. And would you guys say that if they play, even if they're a little bit not 100%, you start them no matter what, both of those guys, Jacobs and Waller? I think so. And I guess I haven't had the courage to say it yet but waller so far is certainly a guy i've been wrong about um preseason he was ranked right where he should have been was the you what or tight end four or uh, i think five like behind the Ertz andrews and then kelsey kittle like everyone had a big gap and then waller was like fifth and then everyone else yes i would play them (laughs) (laughs) keeping us on track i like it uh george kittle he injured his knee back in week one, week one, missed week two. He's been limited in practice. 
Um, they're expecting him to play, but he's concerned about the field at MetLife Stadium. If you remember, the 49ers just got done playing the Jets on that field, and now they're coming back to play the Giants. So he's well aware that, hey, that field is awful, and it takes people's knees away from them. Do you think they're going to sit him because he doesn't want to play on that field? I think you do that because, I mean, Jordan Reed had a good week last week, and he's bound for an injury. Uh, so why not just play Reed one more week, let him get injured, and then you have Kittle fresh not at MetLife? I would have to think they'd want him to get out. And if nothing else, test the waters a little bit. Just kind of run a few routes, even if it's not going to be, you know, plays going to him or anything like that, just to kind of get back in the groove, live game speed. Hopefully nothing that's going to be too exhausting. But like you said, Matt, keep Reed as kind of the main guy in there. So just slowly incorporate him. I can't imagine they're looking so much for that empty spot on the roster to bring somebody else up or the practice squad or something for this week that you couldn't put him out there for a few plays. And I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a meeting out at MetLife. It was like a representative from the NFL, the NFLPA, uh, like the field installers, MetLife, and like the Giants and Jets all went out there, inspected the field again, and said it was it met all criteria. So what do you do if you're part of that? <laughs> if you're part of that group, do you walk out there with cleats on and just kind of give it a, yep that's grass and then <laughs> it's clear hey jerry you go run a hide route i'm not fucking up my knee <laughs> no it's fine though it's fine guys we, we just they just sprayed some water on it it'll be fine i think that he's going to end up playing and it's going to be one of those trap games where like he's gonna he's gonna be active play limited snaps jordan reed's gonna catch two touchdowns and it's going to ruin my day and everyone else's day. It feels like a trap game, doesn't it? You have to play Kittle if he's active, and he's yeah, just going to be like super limited. What scares me on top of that is Garoppolo's out for how many weeks? So he's got a – oh, I can't remember who's in quarterback there, right? Yeah, and uh, is it Mullen? Not Sean Mullins, because that would be rad, but I think his name is Mullen. I don't think Garoppolo's going to be gone for that long, though. It might be one or two weeks. Yeah, not long. Um, looks like it is – Mullins or or beat hard one of the two. Oh god i hope it's beat hard i think it's bethard it's you bethard. can't hear that said by another human being on television is it bethard? Is it bethard? i think it uh, no i'm almost certain it is bethard but no we're going to say hard. beat hard oh what a drive by beat hard uh, uh Devonte adams hamstring injury he had a limited rehab session which is different than a limited uh practice they're hoping to get a limited practice in tomorrow but most recent reports are that it's not looking good. Very, very 50-50, if not worse than 50-50. I would say start making backup plans if you got Devonta Adams. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah, if they're yeah. saying 50-50, you got to have some kind of safety net in place for sure. Uh, J JJ. Juju Smith-Schuster misses practice with a knee injury. Are you guys cons- He missed the last Wednesday, too, and he ended up playing on Sunday. Are you guys expecting Juju to play? I would expect so. I haven't heard anything about this, to be honest, before you just mentioned it. So I hope it's just a maintenance day. I think it's just going to be a maintenance. Scott, would you agree? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Julio Jones, hamstring injury. He's okay. There's two sides of this coin. He's always injured. His entire career, he's Well, he's always like, quote unquote, injured, having like rest days where they're like, yeah, it's a rest day, but we're going to put you on the injury report. And this one is kind of shaping up a little differently, it sounds like. Yeah, it's looking like this is more than just the standard veteran Julio Jones gets all the Wednesdays off. And it's looking very, very 
actually questionable. Uh, he's in one of my starting lineups, but I am definitely making plans to have him out because if I had to bet a lot of money that made a difference to me if he's going to play or not, I would say no, Scott. Yeah, with all the other weapons there, it doesn't seem like he's as essential as he used to be, and they might take the benefit of the doubt and you know just be cautionary and take him out for a week because losing him for our many weeks obviously is going to really screw you over as much as they need to score because as much of their defense lets up, you got to have him available. I don't know. I think the one of the biggest benefits of Julio that you haven't seen in week one and week two um, as obvious is that he is a he draws coverage and he is what has opened up all these other receivers. So what I'm afraid of is they're going to put him out there with a limited hamstring and just use him as a decoy to open everybody else up. I mean, we saw also – or we're seeing currently in this uh, Jacksonville game, they lost Chark right before the game. And now all of a sudden Minshew's receivers aren't opening up because Chark isn't drawing all that coverage he has all year. So this could really hurt Atlanta's offense if they don't have him on the field. Yeah, and we'll really get to see if Julio is in fact out. We'll get to really see what Calvin Ridley can do without a major superstar on the other side of the field because he has flourished and become the absolute fantasy fantasy guy. But we can see, kind of like when Antonio Brown let the Steelers, and it's like, well, let's see what Juju has in store. It's kind of a similar thing if he's not on the field. But, God, that'd be such a bummer, Matt, if what you said is true and he's active. Because I think Julio Jones falls in the same category as George Kittle, where if he's active, you got to play him. And yeah. it's just stepping into a bear trap that you know is there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we see it happen every year, and it's always that situation. Yeah, And then you know the times you don't play him is when he goes off, and then you have to sit there and listen to the announcers go, man, this guy doesn't mm-hmm. practice all week, then comes out and catches 12 balls mm-hmm. for 181 yards and two touchdowns. Why don't you, you use you your, your announcer your voice the entire podcast? <laughs> that was outstanding. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> It'll distract me the whole time, but I'll, our listeners will love it. Uh, moving on from Julio Jones. Kenny Galladay, limited in practice. He seems likely to play. Are you guys pumped about Kenny Galladay's return to the NFL? Did he get his extension? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so what maybe was this real? I'll play Kenny Galladay if he's active. Right? Absolutely. I think it'll help out their offense a lot. This is one I actually kind of scares me a little bit of kind of like you were saying with Julian and them kind of being out there, but being more of a decoy and not being 100%. That's kind of how I felt about Galladay when I first saw that he was looking like he was going to play, but it wasn't a definite type of a situation. So that's something I'm definitely going to monitor because I have him in one of my teams. So something I'll definitely take a peek at before the game the day before. Little peeky-poo. Little peek-ski. <laughs> uh, AJ Brown, bone bruise on his knee. Mispractice again. It's not looking good for this week. Mm, this is going to be another Johnny Smith, Corey Davis show. Yeah, I think he's definitely out this week from what I've been hearing. Um, I think certain – well, the matchup isn't as great, but I think certainly still fi- fire up Johnny Smith. And uh, Corey Davis, if you're like me and a little desperate in the league, you're probably playing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Watkins, con- concussion protocol. He caught one pass last week and then promptly got smacked in the head. They're really unsure about his availability, and they're playing on Monday Night Football. I don't think it's a possibility. You, you got to act like he's not going to be there since it's on Monday night. Yeah, you're not holding that spot in your roster, and it's a tough matchup against Baltimore anyway. I think he's an easy sit. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pencil him into my sit column uh, later in the show. Stay tuned. 
Um, and last thing on the injuries, uh, this isn't really injury, but James White, that horrible thing that happened last week, his parents got in a car wreck, father died, his mom's in the hospital, he did not play last Sunday, and he's still, as of today, being Thursday, was not at practice. I would just assume he's going to be out for a little while, and if he does play, I cannot imagine he's going to be in a state to actually be that I mean I can't imagine he's playing would you guys agree on that yeah well I can't imagine he's playing I think he should take the time to be with his fam- family and do what he has to do and everything like that but uh that we have seen players that have came back to the game during personal tragedies and performed really well so from a fantasy perspective I don't know what to tell you is all I can yeah. say yeah yeah, I wouldn't think he's playing on a team that has what like nine running backs. It's not essential that he's there. So mm-hmm. if you're not gonna be there mentally, yeah. I mean, and obviously it makes sense to not be. Just take the time. Wasn't sure. wasn't Favre the one who played a game on the night that his dad died and yep. just had a monster game? Yeah, that's the one that came to mind for me too. Didn't Tiger Woods win a major like very soon after his dad died too? Uh, sure. Someone fact check that. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Who's the um, uh, Blinken, the wide receiver on Baltimore, whose brother died, and then like two days later, scored two touchdowns. I think was this recent. Uh, within like nineteen forty three. Like <laughs> the I'd say within like the last six years or so. It wasn't wasn't that long ago. Was who was there? Who was the really fast deep threat for a while? Steve Smith. No, it wasn't Steve Smith. No. I'm not going to get this. I'll look it up. Keep going. Yeah, you figure it out. We're going to move on to the starts of the week for week three. Uh, Let's start off with the quarterbacks. Matt, while while Scott's looking up uh, history of the NFL, would you like to give us your quarterback starts of the week? First one, Kyler Murray. I think it's easy. You got him playing. They're playing Mm -hmm. at home against Detroit. Detroit might have Galladay back, but I think that just helps it be a more competitive game. I think there's going to be a lot of points on the board, and I think Kyler Murray certainly showed he's a weekly starter so far. Other than that, I got Big Ben versus Houston. He's at home. Don't have a lot of faith in Houston. I like Big Ben this week. Scott? Uh, It was Torrey Smith, by the way. There you go. So my start is someone who hasn't really shown it yet is Carson Wentz. It is – Time to shit or get After off the I drop him, Scott, I just <laughs> dropped him. And I'm playing Minshew tonight, who has five points through half. You could have mentioned this to him before we hit record. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to talk more. This is, uh, this is his ch- <laughs> chance if he's, uh, he's going to show he's got it this year, man. They're 0-2. They have to have a win here. And they're at home against Cincy. I mean, if Baker Mayfield can throw over 250 yards and a couple of touchdowns, I got to think that Wentz can throw for close to three with three touchdowns against Cincy's D. I think this is the week for him, honestly. Uh, My other one is Phil Rivers, and that's because he's home against the Jets. And that's something you're going to hear me say a lot. He's playing the Jets. That's all I have to say. Yeah. My starts of the week, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill against Minnesota, who's got just Swiss cheese for defense. There's holes everywhere. You like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Taylor has thrown, I think, two touchdown passes in his last nine games, if I'm not mistaken. He's just lighting it up. He's picked up right where he left off at the end of last year where he was just super efficient. Titans are 2-0. Just ride this train until it stops. 
Yeah, you're not going to get a ton of passing yards. I think he very rarely goes over 300. Um, but, yeah, he's gets a high completion rate. He gets the TDs. Got to like him in fantasy so far. There's no reason this trend should end. Mm-hmm. And the other one's Cam Newton. Whoa, Cam Newton looks good. He's firing the ball really hard, really accurate. He's running the ball well, and he's the only guy that they let touch the ball when they're inside the five-yard line. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> so you just got to keep – it's another one. Keep riding Cam Newton until the end of time or until his shoulder breaks or whatever. But he looks healthy as he used to back in 2015. He looks like the old Cam Newton. It seems like every play inside the 10, they just snap it to Cam and shotgun, and he sits back there and he's like, um, let me see. I don't want to run there. Don't want to – oh, I'll go there. And then he just yeah. runs into the end zone. <laughs> he's a massive human being too. Like he's a really, really big quarterback. Uh, so he can do it. Uh, starts the week for running back. Mac, go for it. You got Alvin Kamara. He really has showed us so far this year. And he was one of my really high running backs in the preseason that I cooled down on. I had him number one overall really early in our podcast, I think, like the first week. Um, and I kept going down because nobody wanted to agree with me. And I think he's really showing that he is having that bounce back year. And I think he's absolutely going to continue it this week against uh, Green Bay. Uh, stud. Other than that, I have Joshua Kelly at Carolina. Everybody talks about how bad Carolina's defense is this year, and I don't think their passing defense is as bad as their rushing defense. So I think Josh, Joshua Kelly is going to be a great start if you drafted him late or got him on the waiver wire. Yeah, he had like 25 carries, I believe. Um, I know Austin Eckler had 19 in that he game was last week. 23 carries, thank you. I think you. so. Yeah. Um, and he's apparently their goal line back. So I think that you can start Joshua Kelly indefinitely. I think it's a great one. Scott starts the week from running back. All right. My first one is Kenyon Drake. Danny, I think this is the week that he gets 100 yards and a touchdown. I know he oh, didn't Jesus. do it last week. You're going to double or nothing this? You want to double I, or nothing? <laughs> sure. Oh, I, no. I, uh, no, because <laughs> no, I agree with you. I love Kenny Drake. So I'm not taking that back. Go, but. Yeah. With that being said, the Lions gave up 168 yards to Jones last week in Green Bay. And it was just. Just a, on the ground, right? That yeah. That was ground. just rushing yards. Yeah. So their team defense is giving up. They're the worst in the league. The only team giving up over 200 yards a game. I think they're like 204. So it's not so good with their rush defense. Not so good. I, yeah, I think Drake's going to have a, a good day here. Do you guys remember when we were in the offseason and we we're like, Detroit's defense is going to improve, guys. It's going to be better. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Well, <laughs> then you just read something that was, Detroit is the worst in the league at blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, oh. We were drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, we're yeah, drinking something. Our- our want was uh, interfering with the legitimacy of what was actually going to happen. <laughs> it's all because of Galladay, okay? It's all Galladay. We would have been right. All right, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, my second one was James Robinson, who's obviously playing right now against Miami. That's so cheap. Who's, <laughs> who's doing decent. Uh, they just started the second half. He's got 43 yards and a touchdown, and then I think he has about 24 yards receiving. So he's already kind of – hit his projection for the week and gonna a few Whoa, points over. Let's extrapolate perhaps. this out. I believe <laughs> that makes it what eighty six yards and two touchdowns on the that's night. Math. That's that's math. that's a big game. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty that's, neat because I yeah. played him. <laughs> My starts of the week, David Montgomery at Atlanta. 
he's getting all the touches on the ground. Atlanta is Atlanta's defense. I don't know what the hell they're doing up there, but they're letting any, everyone score. I think that's a must start. And Nick Chubb is looking great last week for Cleveland, and he's going up against Washington. I think he's going to be top five running backs on the week uh, for sure. Did you guys hear the sound? Sorry to interrupt, but uh, the soundbite from their head coach last week uh, during the game, he was talking about the play call. He's like, don't worry, we're giving it to Nick Chubb. You're welcome, all you fantasy players or something like that. Oh, shut (laughs) up, guy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because whatever. It's nice to get recognized as, you know, part of the football community, a part of the club. Yeah. Uh, Starts the week. Wide receivers, Matt, go for it. My wide receiver starts of the week are a really easy one, and you'll realize a trend here. This is our third Arizona Cardinal, but D-Hop versus Detroit. I think it's going to be a monster game. Some people were concerned about his usage in a different team before the year, and that is obviously not a problem. I think he's going to have a great game. Uh, Other than that, T.Y. Hilton versus the Jets. Uh, He has not had a great start to the year. Some bad drops that are atypical for T.Y. in the past, but I think it's really just getting used to Phillip Rivers it's a great matchup versus the Jets at home. I think this is where we start to see that chemistry form between him and Rivers and things start happening nicely. Did you guys see Field Yates tweet? Uh, I know, Scott, you haven't because you don't tweet. Uh, but Field Yates tweeted something along, along the lines of T.Y. Hilton's grandma called him after the game last week. Did you see this, Matt, at least? His grandma called him and was like, what I'm seeing on TV is not my grandson. So you need to figure it out. So I think you're right. I think T.Y. Hilton <laughs> is going to go nuts this week going for his grandma. If that's true, but I mean, Field Yates is like one of the most respected fantasy football analysts oh, yeah. out there. Holy shit. Lock, lock him in. Top I three might, wide receivers. I might also be biased because I just traded for him in a league. So if, if we're right about oh, this, God damn it. then sorry, Kevin. <laughs> uh, Scott, go ahead. Your wide receivers. First one's going to be Amari Cooper, and that's just kind of with the matchup as it's been the first couple weeks. It's hard to believe that Seattle's defense is giving up what they are, but man, they have not looked very good. I think they might be the worst in terms of passing yards allowed per game, but with that being the case, this matchup has a very good potential to be a shootout, I think. Very similar to the game that Seattle just had against New England where it was, what, 35-30? A lot yeah. of touchdowns being scored, a lot of passes being thrown, and kind of like Dallas also just played against Atlanta. It's just going to be, I think, a high-scoring matchup where a lot of points for a lot of guys in this matchup. Uh, my other one is Allen Robinson because he's playing at Atlanta. So kind of the same premise. Was not correct about Allen Robinson last week. He started off with like 33 yards in the first quarter. I'm like, all right, here we go. And then I don't think he caught another pass. Yeah, he was pretty bad. That was a bummer. So I'm really hoping this is the, his first big week this year and he doesn't make me look like a goober a second week in a row. So again, that one has a good shootout potential and Chicago could go down early and be forced to throw. So we'll see. Uh, my wide receiver starts the week. Terry McLaurin from Washington versus Cleveland. Um, he had one of those explosive games where you watch him go, wow, that guy is an excellent wide receiver, excellent route runner. Haskins has an eye for him, and it's Cleveland's defense. I think we're going to see a lot of targets to Terry McLaurin in a game that should be actually pretty close, but he's my start of the week for sure. And then Deontay Johnson, 
against the Texans uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's getting a lot of targets. He's got more targets so far than Juju, if I'm not mistaken. He's looking like a stud wide receiver. Well, if my quarterback start of the week, Big Ben, performs, I imagine a lot of that is going to go to your Deontay Johnson start of the week. We're going to look so hot when that happens. You guys are so cute. We're going to hold hands while watching that game. My God, we could. (laughs) COVID, though. Starts the week for Matt from tight end perspective. Tight end, my only one that I really identified is uh, Jordan Reed, and that's only if Kittle sits. I think he really showed that he's old and injury prone, but if he's on the field and getting the volume, he's still going to perform. And it's definitely something that uh, a second-string quarterback can lean on. So fire your Jordan Reeds if you're streaming tight ends right now. Yeah, no kidding. If Kittle's out, you have to play him almost, it seems. And God, I hope he can stay healthy. What if he stays healthy? Wouldn't it be amazing for the 49ers to have two rock star tight ends? But I mean, Jordan Reed is already 30, I think. That's how old I am. I can't play football anymore. I'm 32, and I can play football really well and just not as as well as Jordan Reed. Uh, Scott, you're just start it. Your start ends of the week was the <laughs> sentence I was about to say. Start. Oh my God! Just go. Wow. This is, okay. Oh, All right. Moving along. My first one is Matt's boy. I got Hayden Hurst in there. Yeah. Showed up uh, ja, last ja, week. Bra. And especially if Julio's kind of limited, I think his stock goes up for that. And after what they did last week, you have to think they are going to keep their foot on the gas. All game long, no matter how much they're up by, they're just going to keep trying to score. Because you got to score 60 because your defense is going to give up 59. They just squander leads. I think he's going to have a great day. My other one is not quite as much matchup based, but I think Mark Andrews is going to have a good day. KC's defense, not as good as I thought it was going to be. Andrews didn't have a touchdown last week. I think he gets this or gets one this week. These are two highly efficient offenses. Obviously, Baltimore has a better defense, but I think Baltimore is going to come out right away looking to kind of establish their offense, score quick, and who better to go to than their main touchdown target. That's good. Starts the week tight end for me, Hunter Henry versus Carolina. Carolina's got a terrible defense, and Hunter Henry's getting plenty of targets in this offense. Justin Herbert seems like a formidable quarterback. I think that you can confidently start Hunter Henry. And no offense, the legend continues. Two straight weeks of great fantasy performances. And with Cortland Sutton going down, I think he's going to get a lot more targets playing against Tampa Bay. I think you, can, I think you need to start Noah Fant every week now. What do you guys think of him? So, yeah, I agree with that. But I also want to bring up, I think you used the, the term or the adjective formidable a few times in the earlier week episode. Is it, and, is it, is it wrong? Am I using no, it incorrectly? It's right, but I had to look up the exact definition because I wanted to know. And just what immediately pops up is inspiring fear. is like <laughs> inspiring fear or respect through being impressively large, powerful, intense, or capable. I'm like, I'm talking about. wow, Danny has some strong statements about <laughs> like yeah. Justin Herbert inspires fear and respect. Yeah, impressively large, powerful, intense. Yeah, so I'm using the adjective correctly, although it means something slightly different (laughs) than I thought. Slightly. I was on the right track, and I'm happy to use it again, but I like it. Uh, (laughs) I think uh, besides the fact that uh, 
Herbert still looks like he has a high schooler's uh, complexion. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fire It's okay to look like a little. <laughs> it's okay to look really, really boyish. Okay. It's okay to not be able to grow facial hair, Matt. All right. We're not a freaking Matt Frederick. Uh, where are we? <laughs> where are we, guys? Uh, Scott, you got a bonus uh, start of the week. Yeah, so mine is uh, Jerry Judy, kind of for the same reasons you just mentioned with Fant. If there's no Sutton, I, I would have to think Jerry Judy's stock just shot up quite a bit. And I know that their quarterback situation isn't great either, but I think he's still going to be very relevant. And he is, if he already wasn't a flex play for you every week, depending on how many people are in your league and whatnot, I think you can put him in there with confidence most weeks at this point if not every week let's get into the sits of the week but i actually kind of want to change the name of the segment to fades of the week now let's leave it as sits of the week people were not really pumped about starting about with quarterbacks city fades city city Ooh. oh no Ooh. no How about like fady, fady sits okay let's go back to <laughs> sits of the week <laughs> sits of the week matt your quarterbacks that you're kind of bummed about uh what bummers of the week (laughs) yeah me and uh me and scott can share this one jared goff i see he has him penciled in too uh i just think he hasn't he hasn't had any monster games so far he's in buffalo this week who's been a pretty formidable defense and i don't like golf this week in fantasy i even think the receivers take a downgrade i sat uh robert woods to play cole tonight which also isn't turning out great for me but uh yeah, no golf. And the other one, or do you want to add anything to that, Scott? I literally had almost identical notes, so you're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one I'll share with you, Danny, Tom Brady. I, hey. He hasn't had that impressive of fantasy weeks. I think their team looks decent, but it's just not really shaping to be that fantasy stud that some people are expecting. Uh, and they're in Denver, and I don't think that's a good situation. What do you think, Danny? Yeah, I haven't been impressed with Tom Brady's performance for the first two weeks he hasn't looked that good he's he's done the job fine um I think he relied on Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette last week which is totally fine if you can do that but that might be the formula for a 43 year old quarterback is to just be more of a game manager I know he's the greatest quarterback of all time but that might be what they're going for and I don't think he looked that great and I kind of want to snowball that Matt into my other bummer of the week which is Drew Brees I did not like how he looked on Monday night against the Raiders. I thought he looked finicky, and I thought he looked like he wasn't giving plays enough time to unfold. And I understand that Michael Thomas wasn't there, but I felt like it was he looked at his first read and then decided to dump it off to Kamara. And then over and over and over and over, that looked like it would be. If not that, then maybe he'll toss it out there to Cook or somebody. But I did not like how he looked from a fantasy perspective. What do you guys think of Drew Brees right now? Finicky. Adjective. Fussy about one's needs or requirements. Uh-huh. That's, that's what... <laughs> uh-huh. So I got words. Okay. <laughs> you think he's no, just panicking uh, without his number one target being on the field? Maybe. I, I mean, think Drew Brees is going to figure it out. I, yeah. I, I don't like him this week. It's because I don't think Michael Thomas is going to be there, and they're playing Green Bay. I, I don't, I'm not, not a big fan. But All right, Scott, your other bummer of the week. Other bummers, Daniel Jones. If you were 
having him as your starter anyways, you probably already have enough problems, but I don't think you're playing <laughs> him, especially this week, because going against San Francisco, and we know their offense is a bit riddled with injury, but they still have a dominant defense. And Daniel Jones didn't throw a touchdown against Chicago at all last week. So now he on the season, he's got two touchdowns and three interceptions. He's just kind of shaping up what it seems like to be what I thought he was going to be. And they don't have their star running back anymore. So they don't even have that giant threat for running the ball, which just makes them even less you know, dynamic as an offense. So I really just don't look his outlook for this week, if not the season, honestly. Okay. All right, let's get into running back uh, sits of the week, Matt. You comboed I, yours, I see. That's good. Yeah, I know there's a lot of excitement, I guess, on the waiver wire this week about the Giants running backs, whether it be Gallman, now Freeman, or Deion Lewis. But let's stay away from all of them this week. They're uh, playing against San Francisco, which isn't a great – I know they lost a couple DNs last week, but let's let's just – Hold on. Let's see how this shakes out. Um, and let's not start them yet this week. Would you guys agree? Yeah. No, I we have no idea what the what the what the uh the share the volume is gonna be like, how it's gonna get and distributed. The, yeah, I, I don't I don't even know if Freeman will suit up this week. I don't even think he's practicing yet with the COVID testing he has to go through. Um yeah. so in that I don't I mean, man, if you really need a flex play, throw in Gallman, if if he even gets brought up to the active roster, has he yet? I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna look like Gallman and then Deion Lewis thrown in there. Maybe Devontae but, Freeman if he gets they'll probably push it and get him cleared in there. But that's the thing. One of these guys is gonna have a good fantasy day ultimately, probably. You, but who, probably we, against we have Sanford. no idea who's gonna be. I mean, I mean, it, it's gonna be it's kind of like the Miami uh, backfield. I mean, Gaskin seems to have emerged. But at the beginning there, we're like, I got no idea who to start because we have no idea what's going on there. In uh, L.A. with the Rams, who the hell do you start there? I mean, you're never going to know on a week-to-week basis. I think the Giants have fallen into that category. I don't think it's going to matter anyways. They're going to go down by a bunch right away. Well, maybe not with San Francisco's whole offense being hurt. That's going to be the weirdest football game on Sunday. The 49ers and Giants. Nobody that we thought was going to play in the game is going to be playing in the game. So. Just a weird one. So I agree, Matt. It's just just avoid the situation. I think you can find better stuff. Avoid that that situation. Uh, Scott, your uh, sits of the week. First one is actually Todd Gurley, and kind of goes a little back to what I was saying with Atlanta. I think they're going to be out to score, and they're going to be throwing a lot. And Chicago's run defense has been pretty solid. So with that being said, I don't think Gurley's going to have a horrific day or anything, but I don't think he's going to be your you know, RB2 stud that you're hoping he is this week anyways. My second one is Mike Davis. Obviously, he was a huge waiver pickup for everybody, especially if you had McCaffrey. So if you had McCaffrey and you picked him up, you probably have to play him because that's why you picked him up. You don't have a great option other than him. But with that being said, the Chargers defense, I don't want to say the word stifled, but they held Kansas City's rush pretty well i mean hilaire didn't have what he had like 50 yards it wasn't anything special mahomes had like 40 but i don't even know how much was scrambling as opposed to actually running plays so the chargers have a good run defense and carolina overall's offense without mccaffrey you gotta wonder if they're really gonna get it going at all so i just don't think mike davis is gonna have that replacement numbers you need 
So if you have a better option, I would go with something else. Sounds good. And my running back uh, sits the week. Mark Ingram slash J.K. Dobbins against Kansas City on Monday night. The rushing attempts are getting distributed so well between Baltimore's players, including Lamar Jackson. He had the most rushing attempts. I guess you kind of could expect that, but you've got no idea who to start, and I just think you can avoid that for a Monday night game. And David Johnson, my sit of the week is Houston running back against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's D is really good. They can shut down running backs. I, don't, I just don't like his chances there. In Houston, what a bummer of the first three games of the season. Uh, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and then the Steelers is just, what are you going to do? David Johnson should be good after this little horrible beginning of the season, but just hold off another week if you got a better option. Sits of the week from a wide receiver perspective, Matt, go for it. My sits of the week are Stephon Diggs versus Los Angeles Rams. I know that he had a massive game last week, and he's always, he always has the possibility to do that, but I don't. I think this is going to be a, a one-offer right here. Uh, call it a hunch. I don't know, but I think the Rams yeah. are going to bottle him up all right. And yeah, Jay, Jalen Ramsey is going to shadow him probably. So Yeah, the, the shadow coverage could be uh, oh, scary for him. So, yeah, let's stick a, stay away this week. Mm-hmm. Other one, Sammy Watkins talked about it earlier. At Baltimore, there's injury concerns, uh, concussion too, so... Monday Night Football, don't want to risk your lineup with that. Look elsewhere. You can find someone on the waiver wire. We'll get targets to fill in your roster. Scott? Uh, my first one is rugs. Not really anything leading me to make that decision other than I just have a feeling <laughs> New England's going to shut them down. It's uh, one of those that... Uh, I've got no statistics to back yeah, this up, but this I'm, is, let me tell you. This is just one of those fantasy feelings, man. New England's defense hasn't been what it was because obviously they lost a lot of players for opting out this year. I just, one of those feelings, I don't think Ruggs is going to have a huge game could easily be wrong, but that's what I'm going with. He didn't Second have, he, it, sorry. He did not have many targets in the game and he got banged up in their game against the saints. So who knows what, what I meant to say is my be. notes were he didn't have a lot of targets. He got banged up last week. <laughs> so that sounds why, very good. That's, that's why very good. <laughs> go for it for your next. <laughs> Second one is Cooper cup. Uh, with the defense of Buffalo being all around just a good defense, I think the Rams are going to not get shut down completely, but I don't think Cup's going to have a big game for you on fantasy. I don't think he's going to get a touchdown, so I feel like he's going to top out at seven points or so, depending on what kind of format you're in. Yeah. All right, let me interject here, because I see Danny has Robert Woods on his sits. Or yeah. bummer of the week. Yeah, I changed so, it to bummer. I, I changed it on our show doc to, <laughs> to, to bummer. So I imagine you have some similar points to what Scott just addressed. So which one do both of you guys think does better this week, though? So Robert Woods can't. Yeah, he is one of my assists of the week. And Robert Woods is coming off of a very, very weird game because he caught two passes, yet he rushed three times and scored a rushing touchdown, but had two catches for 14 yards. So that's weird. And the bills just have, they have Tredavious white. I don't know if he's going to shadow woods or if he's going to shadow cup or if he moves all over the place, but he's one of the elite corners in the game. 
I just, I, from what I'm seeing, it seems like the Rams are spreading the ball out more, and I don't love the matchup with Woods or Cup. I don't like either one of them, to be completely honest. So I'm okay with Scott's, and I'm okay with mine. I just think it's going to be a weird day. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat. I was literally just kind of breaking it down to if Cup doesn't get a touchdown, I think Woods gets more yards. That's just yeah. kind of what I thought of it. Yeah, and Tredavious White, like I said, or White. Yeah, Travis White. Sorry. He just got paid by the Bills. He's one of the best corners in the game. He's going to, I mean, it, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it there. You guys have Jared Goff as your sits of the week, so you guys are probably in the same boat as me, right? Yeah. Yep. Yippers. Uh, we, did we talk about, Matt, did we go over your tight end set of the week yet? No, we didn't. Go for it. Mine's just Hunter Henry. I don't like the matchup. I don't really like Hunter Henry that much. Um, so he's my star of the week, and he's your sit of the week. We'll make, so it yeah. smells like a bet type of a situation. Oh, I, don't, I don't even – okay, Scott, what's the bet then? You, you, you throw it out there. Um, half PPR. The you just like the – Over, under, the, eight points. You like the usage he's gotten so far? I, I guess he's gotten eight targets a game, which I always have said yeah. eight targets a game is good for a tight end. Yeah, targets, yeah. Make, I've always said, yeah, seven or more is what I'm happy with. What makes this a start for him? What about this matchup really is attractive? I mean, Herbert is officially in for his second start, which I guess that's an upgrade to the whole offense. I'll agree there. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's going to rely on Hunter Henry? I think you can expect the same eight targets, but with a crappy defense, uh, he's a good end zone target. I think that all that adds up to good things for him this week. What I said you it earlier, I, I don't think Carolina's defense against a pass is as bad as people think. I think they're worse against a run. And that's, I, I see Henry having similar production. I don't see it being exciting this week. And I guess that's... That probably negates me saying he's a sit of the week, but I still don't like it. Okay. And I don't like him as a person. Yeah, he's just a... T- <laughs> <laughs> We're bad, bashing his character. Right that. Uh, the no bet, the no bet, if you're not on board. Scott, you give us your uh, tight end sits of the week. Uh, first one is Evan Ingram. And as much as I just kind of bash Daniel Jones, if he's going to have a crap day... He's going to get all rushes. He'll get all rushes. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for Evan Ingram to have a good day. Again, San Francisco defense, I don't like it. My other one is TJ Hawkinson. I'm not as big on this week, especially if Galladay's back. I think he's going to, well, again, depending on how much he's out there, uh, I just don't see Hawkinson having a great day. My Hawkinson prediction of the week, eight targets, four receptions, 42 yards, no touchdown. Four oh, 42. Hawkinson. So, so, yeah, Matt, you've got him as your start. So, Matt. Yeah, you- and actually, I forgot to mention him earlier. He's listed as one of my starts of the week. I think, uh, I think he's a start because Galladay's going to be back, and that's going to help draw some coverage out to him and open up TJ Hawkinson, who has been extremely efficient so far. I think he's caught 9 out of 10 targets so far this year. He's looked great in the red zone. I think this is a great opportunity for Hawk. So, Scott's calling for four for 42. Matt, you, what is your stat line prediction? I'm not going to say more receptions because he hasn't hit over four yet. Okay, that's okay. Uh, I will say I think he finds the red zone if you want to say that. Well, let me say over 50 yards and a touchdown. Is that a good that, bar? I, I was going to set it in the between there anyway, so... That sounds good. So, 
Because Matt... 50 yards and a touchdown is a start from a tight end. But right? it's 50 yards oh, and a sure. touchdown? 50 yards and a touchdown, yeah. Or what? like in a typical league, a touchdown six points, which is 60 yards. So we could do... 110 yards. Either 110 <laughs> yards clean <laughs> or 50 yards and a touchdown. Scott, you agree? Yeah, I'd say any touchdown by a tight end is a play week. <laughs> Lock it in there. There you go. There you go. And uh, my bummer of the week is Chris Herndon, New York Jets. Not, enough said. I mean, I know he's the only guy there, but he isn't. I'm done with the Chris Herndon nonsense, but bleh. All right, guys, let's take a break. That was a lot of info for you guys to digest and see what comes out the other end. And uh, when we come back, we will talk about our streamers, DFS plays, and our confidence pool picks. Stick around. Good stuff is on the way. Everybody, to episode 30, Chumps, Champs, Fans, and Football Podcast. And we are covering week three right now. Just got done with our starts and sits. And let's move on to our streamers, DFS starts, and then our confidence pool picks. So, Matt, start us out with your favorite streaming plays this week. Favorite streaming plays? We mentioned them earlier. Uh, Ryan Tannehill at Minnesota. It's a Pretty good matchup for a guy who's been super consistent. If you need to tie a quarterback on the waiver wire, who I should have grabbed instead of Minshew this week, it looks like. So other than that, I have Jason, uh, a kicker, if you need a kicker. Jason Myers, I think, for Seattle versus Dallas. Obviously, we know Seattle's been a pretty hot offense so far, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair with Dallas. So good look there. He's under 50% owned. Other than that, I mentioned them earlier in the week on our waiver wire episode, so these guys might be snatched up, especially Indy. But Indy and Washington, I think, have good matchups this week. So look there if you need a defense. Scott, your favorite streamers or streamer? I have Frank Gore. Old really? Man Gore. And that's just kind of, if, I don't want to say desperate, but if you're a little desperate, I guess. I think it's if you're desperate. Yeah, that, that, he, that fits. Just because of the volume he got, and I think he's going to get it again. He had 20-plus carries last week, and Bell's still out. So I think he's going to have kind of the same repeat usage. And he's only he's owning 15%, so he might be worth a gamble. Do you guys think uh, Michael Pirine gets a little bit more involved this week? Uh one more week out past the injury and yeah. with the offense. Yeah, I do. I do. Now's the time without Le'Veon Bell there. I think he does. I think he's more of a pass catcher too than Frank Gore, if I'm not mistaken. And they're going to be losing. So, yeah. Uh, I only got one streamer that I'm really, really pumped about That's not um, that I'm not going to talk about in my DFS stars. That's Mitchell Trubisky. And it sounds weird telling people on record as – start Mitchell Trubisky but he's playing Atlanta and their defense is just I mean they cannot figure out their lives if if not now Mitchell Trubisky then when so I don't know I had him as my DFS play last week it oh like a, a value DFS play and it did not bad. Go. <laughs> I felt bad for the listeners who listened to me on that one right we hit a lot of stuff on our show this time last week, though, that actually happened. You know, so let's give ourselves a pat on the back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> going through it, I'm like, hey, this was pretty good, though. At least we gave good advice, even though my team sucks. 
But let's talk about DFS, guys. Um, we do this based off of a fan duel. I know that the sixty thousand dollar cap. So what's a cap? What's a cap? That's about sixty six hundred per player. But Matt, I call on you yet again for your DFS quarterback start of the week. My quarterback start is Kyler Murray. He's a little pricey. I think he's the third highest. Uh, but mentioned him earlier. He's my start of the week. I think it's going to be worth it. Great matchup for him. He's done a lot so far. Mm-hmm. Go with it. Other or I'll let you guys hit yours. Scott, go ahead. I have Ben Roethlisberger against Houston at 7,500. Houston just hasn't been what I thought they were going to be on defense, and they just haven't. I, again, they played two really good teams. I'll give them that. But it's just one of those where Roethlisberger has weapons, just like both the quarterbacks before him. And I think at that value, he he could do well. Mm-hmm. And I've got Cam Newton. He is 7,700. I think it's fifth or sixth. That's I mean, there are five or six quarterbacks that have more that are more expensive than him. I think seventy seven hundred for what you're gonna get out of him potentially. Lock it in. Done. Mm-hmm. Uh running backs. Matt, go for it. Couple of running back DFS starts. I got the cheap guys in mind. I got McKinnon, fifty seven hundred. Uh if you snatch him up, I think he's gonna get a lot of usage this week. I guess there is a little bit of uh Hype coming out all of a sudden on the free agent pool with that Jeff Wilson Jr., but I think it's still going to be the McKinnon show this week. I agree. Uh, Mike Davis also is only 6000 If you plug one of these guys into your lineup, you're just going to have that much more cash left over to grab the studs elsewhere, so use them as needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like both of those. I think those are great plays, both in actual season long, but this is those are 5700 and 6000 are dirt cheap, so I agree with those. Scott, go for it. First, I got my, or, uh, David Montgomery. He's $6,100. Yeah. I did not know that. Not unless I misread it. No, that's um, nothing, though. That's awesome. Say, looking at it. Yeah, 6100 So his matchup is, again, Atlanta, who hasn't figured out much here. So whether it's the rushing, the passing game, I think he's going to be heavily involved in getting a lot of fantasy points and could be a very good value there. My other one is Melvin Gordon. Tampa Bay's defense hasn't been anything phenomenal. And on top of that, with Sutton out, I think they kind of lean on Melvin Gordon to be that veteran guy on their offensive squad. New quarterback, replacing Locke. I think they run the ball a lot at the beginning. Hopefully they don't go down by too much too soon where he's kind of relocated to just passing downs. But we'll see. I think he could be a good play. Yeah, I like him this week too. Side note, guys, the chocolate milk stout by Four Hands is back in stores right now, and I got my first six-pack of it. I was cracking one open. I haven't had it since last winter. Oh, man. Do you guys want to take a break and just have six or seven of those? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my DFS running back starts the week. Joshua Kelly versus Carolina, that's nothing. And Matt gave a good explanation of why Joshua Kelly should be in your lineup this week and possibly always moving forward. But that's that's nothing for the volume you're going to get. Do you play him over – oh, you said you would bench Ingram this week, didn't you? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Ingram. I would play Josh Kelly over Ingram. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike. Okay, okay. That might be a decision I'm facing on one of my teams. Oh, is it against me? No. 
Okay, because I know I'm playing you, and this James Robinson thing is not helping matters. But all right, my other DFS start is Kenyon Drake, and one of us spoke about Kenyon Drake earlier. Uh, I think Scott, I think you did. Yeah. And he's sixty five hundred dollars. I thought he'd be more than that too. I think he's an auto start in DFS as well. Matt, are you going to kill that fly, or are you just going to let it <laughs> bug you the rest of the night? So we're watching yeah. Matt. Hold on one second. Have a panic attack. All right. He has so, officially muted, and now we're just going to yeah. watch this live show. <laughs> so this is the video that we need to pump out for people. But no. Uh, so why don't Scott give us your wide receiver? Uh, he did. <laughs> That's all it took. With Ten seconds of, of devoted attention. When you asked me about that, I got I got one swat on him. I connected, and then he came back at me. Got a second swat on him, and I knew. With flies, they're kind of like uh, like Halo. He was injured. Like, he was they'll, injured. They'll bad. regenerate over time, but if you get hits on them in a row, like that that uh, shield goes down. So I knew he was stunned somewhere, and I uh, I I spotted him on the table. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think his flight uh, was hampered at the time, and I mm-hmm. just squished the hell out of him. Oh man. <laughs> bravo on the kill, but also bravo on the play by play explanation because that that was very colorful and i i i felt like i was there and you can't just once if you connect on a swat with a fly you can't just leave them be because it Mm -hmm. only stuns them they'll they'll eventually be back you gotta finish the job the chumps know football and pest control yeah (laughs) one more than the other where are we dfs starts wide receiver starts yes wide receiver starts Ahead, First Scott. one is Deontay Johnson. I got Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback. I think That's your stack. Johnson, yeah, he's only 6,300. I think he really showed up last week. And like you said, Juju hasn't been – was it was a knee, a little, little knee schmutz going on there. <laughs> yeah, a little knee schmutz. So, yeah. so we'll see what happens with that. But I just think it's going to be a good play. My other one, Matt mentioned earlier, is T.Y. Hilton. Hasn't come off to a real strong start. But again, playing the Jets, so sixty-two hundred apparently. No, not expensive. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Now that you've recovered from the kill, what's <laughs> your wide receiver DFS start? Uh, my uh, receiver starts are Edelman. He's only sixty-five hundred dollars. He has gotten a lot of target share, and he has been pretty efficient with the target share too. He's not finding the end zone yet. And I guess like we mentioned, that's because for some reason they only get the ball within the 10 and then Cam just runs it in. But that has to change eventually, right? Yes. I think. Uh, Edelman's averaging nine targets. If he gets nine targets, let's say, what, 80-plus yards and maybe finds the end zone this week, he destroys hitting value. Um, So I love it. Um, I think he's a good value. Other one is... Danny, I mean, you can share this one is DK Metcalf. So you have him also. Mm-hmm. I just think this this is a guy who's really coming into his own this year. And yeah, he was hyped in the preseason, but I don't know if I expected to see it happen this well, right? Isn't that weird? Like, yes. people knew it was going to happen, but it's been impressive. I really like what I see out of the guy. He's still cheap, also $6,500. I just, I want to be part of it. That's why yeah. I'm pulling him into my lineup. Yeah, DK Metcalf is part of the reason, part, not all the reason, Russell Wilson's the major part of why I picked the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. DK Metcalf, if I, I honestly, I made him a sit of the week last week because he's going against Stefan Gilmore, and he <laughs> did really, really well, and he looked so good. He's incredible. So, yeah, I'm like you, Matt. Like, I don't have him anywhere. I want him everywhere. I don't have him anywhere. 
This is the only place mm-hmm. I can have him is DFS. And at 6,500, that's nothing for a game that we kind of expect to be a shootout. I expect to be a shootout. Do you guys expect that game to be high scoring? I hope yeah. so. Um, on the flip side of that coin, that Seattle-Dallas game. It's is a fumble. Other... Get on it. Get on it. What are you doing? Get on the ball. So we are watching what? the fourth quarter of the Jags and Dolphins, and Matt's a little oh. upset. Or the replay of the onside I guess kick I, in Atlanta well... and the Cowboys. <laughs> right. uh, Just get on the ball. Oh, my God. I don't want to live through that again. I don't. Oh, oh my God! But I got a little cool. excited. It was definitely a forward pass upon review. But my God, I was like, nobody cares. <laughs> um, CD Lamb of Dallas, DFS star. He's also sixty five hundred dollars. He's emerging in that offense as a top receiver. I think he had the most catches last week for Dallas. If not, he was close. But I think he's going to be great moving forward. Uh, tight end DFS starts. Scott, go ahead. I got Austin Hooper this week. He's playing Washington, so that was a big factor. 5300 so that's not real expensive. It was just one of those picks where I find myself looking at tight ends at the end because it's one of the last positions you pick, and you're like, that's not expensive. I could see him having a decent game. It's not a real strong hunch, but he could definitely pull value there. Yeah. All right, my tight end DFS start is, wouldn't you know it, Jonu Smith. Big I mean, shocker. come on. Come on, people. Like, I've been calling for Jonu Smith over and over and over. What has he done, Scott? He's produced. What did he do in week one? I don't even remember. I know he had a right. decent game. I just don't remember what he did. I don't remember. He played football. Hold on. I'll look it up. <laughs> but with A.J. Brown being probably, not for sure, but probably out – I mean, it's going to be great again. Uh, he had four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. And then last week he scored two touchdowns yeah. with A.J. Brown out. I mean, this is the guy, and he's only $5,600 in DFS. So that's unbelievable. What do you uh, think is going to happen when A.J. Brown comes back? Do you think that'll go down? No. Oh, well, the, the His like, fantasy targets? points just a in general. Bit, a little bit, but I, I think Corey Davis gets affected more so than Janu. Yeah, that's true. All right, Matt, you're a DFS tight end? This week's tough. Um, I'll kind of go off of Scott's start with one of them, Hayden Hurst. Uh, Don't love versus Chicago, but they haven't been amazing against tight ends, and Hurst is Hurst. I mean, he's our boy. Only $5,700, not bad. I also talked earlier about how much I like Hawk this week. We made a bet about it. Uh, So this one I'm going against Scott, and I think Hawkinson at 5400 is a is a pretty good play. I think that's going to be a high scoring affair, and I think Hawkinson could easily find the end zone. Cool. Are we on de- defense now? DST or Scott? Did you do Hooper yet? Yep. Okay. I wasn't paying attention. So you must have been forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DFS starts for for uh, defenses. I'll combo me and Matt. Matt, you can add on. But Indianapolis versus Jets. Need I say more? Forty eight hundred dollars. It's the Jets offense. I mean, yeah, and Indy has been one of the highest scoring defenses in fantasy so far. Um, I think a very like seven sacks on the year so far and three interceptions. Not a bad uh, stat line through two games. So mm-hmm. expect them to improve upon that even. And Scott, you really hate the Giants, don't you? I just think their quarterback isn't shaping up to what people projected him to be, at least not early in the season. I don't know if he's going to ever come into that this year anyways. 
So, yeah, I have San Francisco's D up against the Giants is only 4,600. So, uh, yeah, I think they could definitely have their value there. Yeah. So, Scott, it's looking like you're giving the champs a lot of good uh, knowledge about James Robinson versus Miami this week so they can go ahead and start him, aren't you, <laughs> so far? Second touchdown right there. So, guys, put James Robinson in your lineup. Yeah, whatever you do, don't stream Minshew. <laughs> do not stream Gardner Because he'll throw all the way down the field in garbage time to the one-yard line and let James Robinson run it in for a one-yard touchdown. <laughs> all right, let's get into our confidence pool picks, guys. We're in, we do this every week. We give 16s our most confidence, our lock of the week. One is our least confident pick. And we'll tell you guys what our upset pick of the week is. I can go ahead and say I think all the champs had the Jags in this game, and it's not looking so good. But we'll get into the games for Sunday. Chicago at Atlanta. Whoa, Scott, whoa, whoa, what was Danny. your points for this game, though? I. Did well, we're not all going to get the Jags for this game. Oh, you picked the you picked Miami. He didn't no. pick at all. <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot. My God, oh, my, God. <laughs> uh, my confidence was six for the Jags. Yeah, I had four. Okay. Uh, let's go Chicago at Atlanta, Scott. I have Atlanta winning this and them I have at a six. Yeah, I got Atlanta winning this one. I actually threw a 10 confidence point on them. Wow. I think they're going to, they're going to figure out how to actually win a game here. If there's any, any team that's pissed off, it's Atlanta. <laughs> and I've got Atlanta with a confidence of five. So LA Rams at Buffalo. Buffalo three buffalo six la rams two ew <laughs> i think the rams gonna win i'm not confident. son of a bitch <laughs> i know i don't i hate myself uh washington football team at cleveland browns i got the washington football club <laughs> at two okay so you're I so got confident washington football club at seven Ooh. i've got the Cleveland Browns at seven. Wow. Oh, wow. Should we just like throw our own little $5 wager on this one? Yeah. With the spread, <laughs> of course, right? Oh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk, but yeah, the answer is yes. Uh, Tennessee Titans at Minnesota Vikings. Mm, sorry, fellas. I got Uh-oh. Minnesota. Ew, ew, I got, ew. I got Minnesota at five. You just horse collar tackled Minshew. <laughs> Matt, go ahead with your Titans-Vikings pick. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Scott's pick is terrible. I got Titans 13. I got Titans at 12. Beat down sesh. Oh, my God. My, the Vikings are going to win, aren't they? Because of Scott. Las Vegas Raiders at New England Patriots. How do they call the holding but not the, hor- or the horse collar tackle? I don't understand that. One's a personal foul. So this is what you get when you watch football with Matt. You get a lot of very colorful, lively commentary. <laughs> Benefits everybody. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders and New England Patriots. Scott, go ahead. <laughs> I have New England. I have them at 14. Ooh. Matthew? I got the Las Vegas Is this Raiders. your upset of the week? Uh, no, I guess Washington would technically be my upset of the week. Week on confidence points. You decide your own. <laughs> I might flip-flop that. Yeah, I think Vegas with five. Mm-hmm. I've got the Patriots at 13. Is that what you had, Scott? Is that what you said? Uh, 14. Okay, so we're in the same boat. San Francisco 49ers at New York Giants. 
Samfron, I have him at nine. If they didn't have so many injuries, this would be my lock of the week, but Mm -hmm. that makes me a little less confident. Niners 11. Wee, wee, New York Giants beating the 49ers with a confidence of eight. Oh, boy. Confidence of eight. Uh, I can't imagine why I did that in the The moment. The turf attack. It's the turf (laughs) attack. Um, But that is my upset of the week. God, eight seems very high now that we're recording this, but I'm locked in now. Upset of the week. Giants over 49ers. Oh, Christ. Cincinnati Bengals at Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia, eight. Philly at 12. Philly at 14. We like Philly. We mm. love them, those 0-2 0-2 team. We all seem yeah. to like them a lot. Houston Texans at Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh, 14. I got Houston finally waking up. I got him at seven. Oh, wait, so is this your, are you, no, not upset. So you got I, I don't know right what okay. to actually classify as my upset it's of the week. It's whatever you think is most, <laughs> what? Well, that one's not as much of a, I guess this would be my upset of the week then. Yeah. Because Houston hasn't looked great. Yeah. I've got Pittsburgh Steelers at up of confidence of 15. So yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Uh, New York Jets at Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Got my lock of the week, Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. I think Matt and I had the same lock of the week all three weeks now. Is it all to make us the Jets? No. <laughs> uh, my comp, yeah, I'm 16. That's also my lock of the week of the Colts beating the Jets. If the Jets win, we might just cancel this whole thing. So. Uh, Carolina Panthers at LA Chargers. Chargers at 11. Chargers 15. Chargers 10. I'm done picking the Panthers until they win a game. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Denver Broncos. Bucks at 15. Wow. Whoa, geez. Bucks 9. Bucks 11. Detroit Lions at Arizona Cardinals. I got Arizona 12. Actually, I want to bump that. That might be different by game day. I think that deserves higher. Yeah, I have Arizona at 13. I got Arizona at 9. I don't think it should be that high. Uh, Galladay's coming back. Come on. Dallas at Seattle. I want to say before we go any farther that this uh, 3 o'clock game, I guess 325 game, and then the Sunday night game and the Monday night game are, are all look like awesome contests. Seattle, Dallas, New Orleans, Green Bay, Baltimore, KC. I know they're the sexy, like primetime, like typical matchups, but damn, all these teams look good this year and these look like good matchups. Yeah, NFL really knocked out of the park with this one. Which is why I have low confidence on all of these picks, but I got Seattle with three right now. I got Dallas at one. I got Seattle at three. Uh, Scott care to make a wager with the two of us? No. No, my confidence <laughs> is one. That's why it's a one. <laughs> uh, Green Bay at New Orleans. Narlins, four. I have Green Bay at ten. I. Wow, okay. I got Green Bay at four. Matt care to make a bet with the two of us? <laughs> sure. <No. laughs> okay. Okay, we'll figure it out later. And... I mean, maybe the game of the year, Kansas City Chiefs at Baltimore Ravens on Monday night. Who you guys got? Baltimore, two. I got Baltimore at eight. 
Wow, Scott, going I'm, for it, man. Making moves. Lock it up. Um, if you don't remember, the Clippers came very close to beating KC last they week. They should have if someone mm. wouldn't have punted on fourth and inches. Mm. Uh, I've got the Chiefs at one because I'm not confident at all in that. But there you guys have it. Do you guys want to do the most points and least points? For show, baby. Most points this week is Arizona against Detroit. I will say my most points is Hot Atlanta um, because they have to score that many points to do anything. That's tough against Chicago. I also had Arizona. And least points this week, I got the Jets. I'm saying it first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's mine, too. Yeah, New York Giants. Oh, no! (laughs) I got them winning the game. I sure fucking have. Yeah, I think there's a bet there. Yeah. Okay, what is the bet then, Scott? This is just Giants versus 49ers. You're pulling Uh, on the Giants real hard and i made up my upset of the week so even with the san francisco's offense being out i think their defense will single-handedly win them the game yeah it's gotta if if he offers you that bet straight up you gotta take that right well i'm not because you said it we'll do giants what's the spread match you have the spreads in front of you no do you want me to get the spreads in front of me (laughs) (laughs) no i don't all right no we'll figure it out we're no it's fine we're done. This episode, episode 30 is over. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I got the spreads up in front of me now. Oh, my God. You that really Giants with the internet? are uh, plus four. San Fran oh, minus four. Jeez, really? All right. Giants plus four. Scott? Yeah, I'll take San Francisco. All right. Uh, citywides? Citywides. Or, I don't even, yeah, it's fine. Thanks, guys, for sticking around. We're done with the preview of week three. Go to chumpschamppodcast.com for all of our information. Go to Instagram, Twitter. We're there. Facebooks, like and share all of our stuff. We really appreciate all the support you guys have given us. Good luck in week three. Believe in yourself. Do good. Do better than my Jags. Do better than my fantasy teams because I'm blah. Don't go 0-3, guys, like me. 